Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Herbie's Cooking Corner for May... Uh, May 24th, yep. For May 24th, 2022, my name is Herbie Allen, and today we are going to make pizza. Yay! Who loves Yay pizza? pizza? I certainly do. And first of all, you can hear her already in the background. She's uh, enthusiastic, I think, ready to go. Twinkling Tori. Good afternoon, Tori. Hello. Good morning, Herbie. Good morning and good afternoon. Well, she she's on the other side of the pond, folks. So um, it's oh, she you know she she she's in future. Alexandra time. says good twenty four hours. Very good. And speaking of Sandra, she is our host today, and she is going to briefly tell us how we can participate in the call. That's right. Uh, so this is a webinar and the, the call is being recorded for safety and security purposes. So to raise your hand, just, just to say quickly, although you'll be able to, to mute and unmute and everything, you won't be able to press the command effectively until I give you permission to talk. So I will tell you that when you've raised your hand that you've got permission to speak and then you can press your unmute. So. On the PC, to raise your hand is Alt-Y and to mute and unmute yourself is Alt-A. On the Mac, it's Option-Y to raise your hand. There's a default mute button or unmute button and you swipe to that in order to do that. On the landline or push button phone, it's star nine to raise your hand and star six to mute and unmute yourself. And on a smart device, Raise hand is on the bottom right hand corner. There's no more button, it's just raised hand. And on the left hand corner, bottom left, it is mute and unmute yourself. That's it. Thank you, Sandra. All right, folks. So let's talk about pizza because there are a million ways you can make pizza. There is a million. Simple, right? I said only a million? Only a million, yeah. There's the uh, basic, you know, put a microwave and get in, put an English muffin with the sauce and cheese, put it in the microwave, and uh, there you go. You got pizza, or you can bake it in the oven, or you can do homemade crusts, homemade sauces, the whole nine yards. Grate your own cheese. We're going to take some liberties for the sake of time. We've got a pre-made crust, well, sort of a pre-made crust, jarred sauce, grated cheese, and then... We're going to actually have some fresh toppings as well. And I now already have a slight dilemma. Now, I do have a way of dealing with this, but I'm curious to see if anybody else has any advice they'd like to offer as well right off the bat. So I've got this can of Pillsbury dough crust. Normally, I get pre-made pizza crust, but I just couldn't find any that would get to me in time. So we're going to do this stuff in a can, but these come in those biscuit type cans where you peel the thing and uh, it pops out. I've never found the best way to open these though. And if anybody wants to chip in and offer any advice, you may do so. Anne has her hand raised. Anne, yes. You should be able to talk, Diane. 
Damn it. Okay, did, did you call on me? Yes. yes. Okay, well, <clears throat> I had kind of a bad experience with one of those biscuit cans several years ago um, where I was, I, I, I guess the way I was taught to open them was to peel back the paper and then whack it on like the edge of the counter. And it, if I did it enough, it would eventually pop. Well, I had a can that popped before I whacked it and it oh, popped no. in my hand. So my advice is don't mess with them. Let someone else do it. All right, Chanel, it looks like you've been drafted. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not telling you you have to take my advice, of course. All right, well, <laughs> we're kind of limited in that option here, but thanks, Diana, that was great advice. And uh, if circumstances were different, I'm fully inclined to uh, take it. If I was uh, going with one of those, that's the option I'd take. I, I've got my husband upstairs. Um, but I don't think that's going to work in every situation. All right, well, Chanel has her hand raised. If Chanel, yes. Chanel, go ahead. Um, I could give it a try, but I don't know if I'd be any better than you. So sorry. I don't All know. Right. Well, we will go ahead and do it. <laughs> but um, I personally don't have any objections to these. These things are tricky. So if you've not seen these cans before, you can't use a can opener with them. And if you open it the wrong way, these edges can be very sharp. So we are going to peel the paper, like Diane said. If this doesn't work, then my next solution is I will use a knife to get at this thing. But um, I am really not a big fan of these cans. So normally I like to get pizza crust that's already laid out flat the whole nine yards. This is the Pillsbury brand, by the way. I forgot. Don't know if I mentioned that or not. Yes, you do. Um, okay. So this is the Pillsbury brand crust. And uh, what we're going to do is eventually get it out the can. Uh, whacking is going to be counterproductive here. So let's see if we can pierce. We've got a slit here. We're going to pierce with a knife. And there we go. Okay. Now, let's see here. Um, like I said, these are a bit of a chore, really. And I honestly don't know whose idea it was to make them this way. But I'm going to um, the good news is, is the crust has to be laid out flat anyway, so I will worry about any dents being made in the crust. 
But uh, the idea, oh, there we go. Okay, so a little bit of can work, knife work, got it popped up. I just used not quite a butter knife, but it was a uh, regular knife that didn't have like serrated edges. And I just pierced the cardboard enough to where it would actually come out. And this one is not sharp. Okay, so now I know what to do for the other can of pizza class. So there are brands, though, that are already laid out in crust form. You don't have to do a thing. You just take the wrapping out, and then there's one or two crusts or three in the package, depending on which brand you have. So what we're of, depending on which brand, if you happen to have allergies, be careful of, of, of some brands, because some brands will despite the fact that it's not actually necessary, add things like milk and egg to their pizza dough, pizza bases. Yes. And so you do have to be mindful of that. Most, you know, one advantage with shopping online, by the way, folks, is you can, even if you don't want to order anything, if you're just browsing, you can get an ingredients list that uh, when you click on a product with most apps, so... If you are especially concerned about that, that is just a um, pro tip there that'll really help make your life easy. All right, I'm going to see if I can find my rolling pin to really flatten this stuff out. So it comes out, of course, in a round shape, as uh, you would expect, being in a can. There's my rolling pin. And so I just kind of reformed it into a ball and then used my hand to flatten it out. We're going to take the rolling pin now and just kind of see if it'll stay stable long enough on the tray. And what we have to do is pre-bake this stuff for eight minutes. Okay, it's a matter of getting the cookie sheet to stay. So... You can, of course, just use your hand to flatten it out, too. I'm trying to be fancy because I can. And it comes out flat, except it moved to the edge of the cookie sheet. I did grease the cookie sheet, by the way. I was hoping to use some olive oil, but I didn't have any because that adds a little bit of flavor to the crust. So we will just use Pam instead. And this is going to be interesting because this is the first time I've actually ever used this Pillsbury crust. So I'm just flattening, flattening with the rolling pin. Usually, you know, rolling pins are used to whack people with. It's my understanding anyway, but, um, you know, it's, it's really funny because, I, you know, I'll tell you a kitchen story. So it's Chanel's my anniversary last week and it's interesting because uh everybody kept comparing marriage to fairy tales and they're saying like y you know um snow white didn't live happily ever after you know she uh, smacked her prince in the head with a frying pan uh you know i'm thinking you know they don't know who does the cooking here but uh i've, I've never whacked anybody with a frying pan but no you might dead the frying pan yeah exactly um okay so we're I'm just gonna catch sure that doesn't come under safe or respectful no it does not it, it definitely uh does not it's not respectful to the person or the frying pan so exactly. don't over 
Yeah, don't, don't whack anybody with frying pans. All right, so oh, I have this or rolling pins. So I'm going to put this in the oven and we're going to let it bake and we're going to get the rest of our stuff ready that we're going to put on the pizza. Set timer for eight minutes. All right, so while that's happening, the toppings I'm going to put on the pizza are going to be hamburger, onions, and peppers. So, and pepperoni, turkey pepperoni, actually. What a combination, right? And uh, Chanel, who's, she's going to have her pizza a little bit later because of a uh, timing conflict. She has elected to have Alfredo sauce, chicken, and chopped mushrooms. By the way, if you're putting mushrooms on your pizza, one uh, thing I like to get are the uh, jarred mushrooms. They're the green giant, giant brand. I found them at Walmart, and they are six ounces, and that is a perfect amount for a pizza. They come pre-chopped, and if you're that's the only use you have for mushrooms, especially those are a perfect solution. Then the, another thing though with meat, if you're going to use like burger or chicken on your pizza or Italian sausage, you do want it pre-cooked. Um, so, cause otherwise it's going to create problems when trying to cook it on the pizza. So we're going to get the burger frying and we're going to saute the veggies. You don't have to, but it does taste better if they do, but we're going to saute the onions and peppers within the hamburger itself. And that'll make for a really good taste. And do we have any questions at this point before we move on? Currently, no. Well, Excellent. It probably won't surprise anyone to hear that I'm not having the same toppings as you. No, probably will not surprise anybody. <laughs> but for any so. new people, uh, in case we do have any new listeners out there, Tori is a uh, vegan. So there you go. Yeah. So I am having mushrooms and onions involved in mine, um, and I'm having corn and pineapple to go with it. Corn and pineapple. All right. As in Very sweet corn. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard or ever had corn on a pizza before. But, I had uh, it one time, and it, it was good, so, and I started doing it on, um, on purpose then afterwards. It sounds a bit corny to me, but uh, there you go. You mean like your jokes? Yes. Okay. Um, and Chanel's asking me if I'll do broccoli on her pizza. Ask me about her pizza, and I haven't even gotten to it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chanel and I were, dis uh, were discussing pizza toppings, and um, we both like the idea of trying one with tofu and broccoli. All right. Well, broccoli I don't object to. I don't know about tofu on my pizza personally, but... Uh, well, we, we didn't say you were having any. No, no. Um, I will, you know, there is this place in Minnesota, and, and there's similar places here in Houston, but Minnesota, I think, was, this place was the best. It was called, it's, well, it is called, as far as I know, they still exist, called Pizza Luce. And they had every type of topping you could imagine, including ones that maybe you couldn't imagine. They actually had... A one called mock duck, which was basically like vegetarian duck meat. 
I did not try that one, so I can't comment as to uh, what it tasted like, but if they had everything, and I remember one time I had to order four unique pizzas from there, and uh, this was, I did not have anything to write with, so I had to do all from memory. I was a lot younger than though, so it was a lot easier. But um, that sizzling you hear, by the way, is the hamburger. It is now starting to fry. I'm going to now chop up my pepper, and then we're going to come back and uh, stir the burger. We've talked about chopping peppers before. If you were on the stir-fry call, for instance, a couple weeks ago, you heard me talk about it then, but if you were on the brownie call last week, you certainly did not hear me talk about it, because chopping peppers for a brownie does not sound appealing. I didn't even no, know why I think about that. And uh, I, so the burger is sitting in a pan on the stove. I could have gotten out the new wave if I wanted to. I'm just feeling lazy today, I think. And uh, I've got the pan sitting on the stove. It's on the burner. I think I've got it set to high, though. I think we're going to turn down the heat after I use the spoon to break up the meat. And, of course, the advantage with things like electric skillets is you don't have to worry about the pan moving off the burner or anything like that. But in this case, you do, because that's just what I chose to do today. And so we want to break it up with the spoon so that way it's going to cook evenly. And we'll be able to use our spoon to tell what it feels like. Right now it definitely is raw. It's uh, gummy. It's stiff. It's uh, what you would expect when you get hamburger out of the fridge. And I'm not going to season it because the sauce itself is going to provide a lot of the flavoring, but you can if you want with some like a little bit of salt, some garlic powder, or some seasoning salt, that works really well. Alright. Do we have any questions? Currently, no. Very good. All right, and if you're unsure, if you're using the burner pan method here, you can kind of tell how the pan is labeled on the burner if it's the old-fashioned kind anyway. And even with the new kind, there's still some things I think you can do just by where the heat is coming from, does your pan feel center with it, that type of thing. And if you're nervous around being the stove, you know, if you're nervous around, if you're nervous around being on the stove, then... Uh, if you're nervous being around the stove, perhaps? Yes. If you're nervous being around the stove, then just have the heat on medium to low. It'll take longer to brown or cook whatever, but it will feel safer, and that's what's important. So while the meat's frying, I'm going back to chopping my pepper. Normally, I would just get the pre-chopped stuff, but... I actually could not find what I wanted, and then I forgot to look when I was doing my other shopping. So, 
we're just going to do it the manual way. And I have it, again, on a cutting board. I'm just cutting it haphazardly here, kind of into like small pieces. And then we're going to add it to the hamburger mixture at the very end. If you cook it too early, it's not going to help the hamburger cook and it's going to not taste as good. So you really want to wait. Oop, there's our pizza timer. Pizza crust timer. So I'm going to take this out of the oven and let it sit for a few minutes before we get to it. All right. So maybe this isn't the best way to handle it with that pizza crust, but uh, doing a little bit of trial by error here. Um, another time, maybe I will actually do a pizza recipe where I make the pizza crust. That one though is going to be interesting because we have to give the dough time to rise because it is a yeast-based one. We, we could always do um, like we did when we had to leave something to marinate. Yes, we definitely could. I just need to uh, practice that one again because it's been years and that, since I made that one. But I just might have to at some point. Well, normally I make my own pizza base, but since I've been um, not well recently, I decided that I deserved a chance to be a bit lazier, so I actually bought some this time. All right. I'm being a bad influence on Tori, guys. She never would have done yeah, this. Yeah, it's before. all your fault. Yep. So I'm just chopping the pepper now, and we're going to come back to our hamburger and check on it. And... We're gonna go from there. Um, another topping I used to like to make, and sometimes I found this in turkey form, sometimes not, but that's Italian sausage. I don't do uh, pork, but um, that's definitely a good uh, pizza topping. And again, I have turkey pepperoni. I, you know, it tastes pretty much the same as pork, but it is not as greasy. And, uh, like, and what's interesting is I can definitely tell the difference between turkey bacon and regular bacon. They do have different tastes. I honestly cannot recall noticing any difference between taste-wise regular pepperoni and turkey pepperoni. Especially when it's uh, baked on the pizza, other than it being maybe a little bit less greasy. Mm. There you go. Okay, the meat is still frying. I have it on a lower temperature right now because I still need to get to my onion. So I'm not completely ready for it to be done just yet. And for this, we've got a half onion that I am going to use. Well, an onion and a half, basically. Yes. Catching stuff on the wires here. So if you want to talk bad about me, you've got a minute because I'm don't have any earpieces in at the moment. And there we go. Now I've got them back. So this is onion that I peeled earlier, but I didn't need all of. So I'm going to uh, take it out. I had it stored in a Ziploc bag. 
until I was ready for it. Ziplocs are really good because it'll contain the onion scent and help preserve it. And I'm just going to wash the onion. It doesn't really so much need it, but it helps get the peel off that much easier, I find. Okay. Ella has her hand raised for a bit. All right, let's go to her then. Kayla, go ahead. All right, Herbie. Um, <clears throat> I make my pizza dough from scratch. Do you mind if I if I kind of explain how I do it? And go right ahead. While you're cooking, is that okay? Yeah, go for it, Kayla. Okay, awesome. So pizza is something we make very often in our home. Um, and it's funny because a lot of times my, my kiddos friends will come over for dinner and that's what we're, we're doing for dinner is I make them make their own pizzas. Um, <laughs> so, um, I do make my dough from scratch and I season my dough. So I, um, I have a spice blend that I put together. I call it mama spice. So it's a little bit of sea salt, um, garlic, uh, onion, black pepper, red pepper, and Italian seasoning. And I put that directly into the dough um, so that it's kind of flavored. It's so good. Um, mm -hmm. And then um, I hand toss the pizzas. And um, I kind of wonder if it's okay, I'd like to give like a tip on how to do that. Uh, do that Instead because of I think using a rolling pin. All right, do that. Okay, so um, when I start my, my pizza, I make it into a ball, and then I press it down so it's more of a disc shape, and mm -hmm. then once it's a little bit bigger than my hands, I pick it up, and I have it in between both my hands, and my hands are going um, vertical, and the pizza dough's in between the two, and I slightly kind of make my hands go up, and when it goes up, I release just a little bit, enough where my fingertips are still kind of touching the dough. Um, I don't toss it high or anything up in the air like in the pizza places. Um, and then once I feel it start coming down, I bring my hands together and I repeat that until it's large enough to fit on the pan. And I find like that's the best way for me to get a consistent um, thickness of my dough pretty easily. Very so, good. And then. And then I always put a little bit of oil on the pan, lay it down, and then start my my um, my toppings. Um, one other thing I do a little bit different is I cook my pizzas at 550 degrees on a on a uh, pizza stove, and okay. um, so I cook them high for less time. So I'll cook it for eight minutes at 550, and so the bottom up layer is a little bit crisp, but the top is just oh my gosh, it's so good. So um, that's kind of how I do mine. And then obviously everybody um, gets to put on their own toppings before we bake it. So I and just like you, I have one kid who wants, you know, I have red sauce and we have uh, the Alfredo for one kid because he doesn't like tomato sauce. And, um, and so that's kind of how I do it and just a little bit differently. So I wanted to share. So then the other thank question. You. Yep. Thank you. And the other question I have before we uh, take away your permission to talk and I know everybody is wanting to know this. So what is your address and when are you having pizza next? I know, right? <laughs> like I said, I'm, everyone's going to Kayla's house. Look me up and I will make it for you whenever you're in town. All right. Well, um, uh, let me just check when the next fight is. Yep. Sounds groovy. 
thing my grandma doesn't live in Phoenix anymore because they have a good reason to go there. Oh, dear. It's got a good reason. It's called Kayla. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. Yeah. I'm like, All I'm not right. good enough reason. Okay, then. No, well. If you can, we have to bring Chanel also, okay? Well, of course. Because uh, I want to give both of you hugs. Okay. I, so I, basically I what you're saying pizza. is you only get pizza if you bring Chanel. You know, the one time I, I, I didn't necessarily say that, but <laughs> I kind of did <laughs> indirectly. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say the one time I did in New York traveling, it was from Houston to Dallas. And I actually did, uh, you know, Chanel came with me. So uh, we, we we do our traveling together. So uh, um, it's a package deal with us. You get both of us or you get none. So there you go. Sounds like a good deal to me. All right. Well, thanks, Kayla. And uh, that definitely sounds like an awesome pizza recipe if you ever want to do a cooking call one week and uh, make the dough live. Uh, talk to me and we can uh, set that up. Okay. Do we you, have don't have any, you don't have any more raised hands at this point. No more raised hands. All right. So I'm just adding in onions and peppers that I've been chopping while uh, Kayla's been uh and talking and uh, making us uh hungry and um you know kayla could start maybe her own pizza parlor i don't know but uh call it mama <laughs> kayla's uh, yeah And uh, I think it's definitely a good place to go to in the winter time. So yeah, probably not so good to go to in the summer, though. No, the summer gets a little hot, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, so I'm just now kind of stirring this, and I can tell by the spoon how the hamburger feels, and. I'm just now slowly stirring in the onions and peppers that I have mixed up here. And um, I could, like I said, just add them raw onto the pizza, the onions and peppers if I wanted, but I think they taste better when cooked in into the uh, meat mixture. So what we're going to do is we're going to drain this and then we're going to add the it to the mixture last because we still got the other toppings to deal with as well. well. I am adding my veggies raw, but I always cut mine very small um, because then they are perfectly cooked without having to pre-cook them at all. Very good. And another way you can saute your veggies is with olive oil. If you wanted to uh, do that, give them some flavor before adding them to your uh, pizza mixture, so. And, uh, yes, and then of course, like I said, we got, you know, the red sauce, like Kayla, we got the red sauce, the Alfredo sauce. Um, I should try to make the olive oil sauce that I've seen some pizza places make, because uh, that's really good. Um, pizza Hut also has a really good garlic sauce it's a garlic parmesan sauce and uh, so you could always make your own sauce as well 
Or you um, can do like I'm doing and just put some garlic on your pizza. Yep, and you can do that too. Since my dad's not coming, so. All right. She finally gets to use garlic on her cooking calls. I know, right? All right, so. Um. You know, again, I could definitely do a call where I'm actually making the pizza sauce as well as the pizza crust. I have done that before in my younger days when I had a lot more energy. And uh, it's kind of, it, it, it is involved because like the sauce recipe I have, it calls for... Um, actually, there is a really, really quick and simple way to do it. And what's that? Um, stick some tomatoes in a food processor, whiz them up, add some seasoning, um, mix that really well, and spread it on pizza. All right. Very good. Because that's so, what I do. <laughs> all right. So we've got ourselves a very interesting looking crust here. It is... Um, oh, we could have had it flatter, but... Uh, I'll uh, try to make Chanel's a little bit thinner than this one turned out to be. So, first of all, let's talk about opening jars. This can be a chore. And how do I know this is a tomato sauce jar, by the way? Well, it feels differently than the Alfredo sauce jar, for one thing. It has a different lid. And two, I scanned the jar ahead of time, so I knew which one I'd be uh, using for what. So... If you can't get the jar lid open, the easiest way I know of is to get a towel, put it on the lid, grip the towel and the lid, and you will be able to, well, you should be able to get it open. And this can definitely be a little bit of fun. I really should get a jar opener. That can sometimes make life a lot easier. Do we have any questions at this point? Currently, no. All right. You need to be careful when you do it um, so that you're not being too heavy-handed. But if you give the side of the jar a gentle tap against the counter and then try and twist the lid, that sometimes helps. Yes. And I was actually going to try that. So we're going to... Oh, wait a minute. This isn't band class. Um, all right. So, this lid wants to be extremely stubborn. And I see. All right. Then I will switch hands and see if that works. So the next thing, okay, you really are going to be going to have a disaster here, folks. I may have sauceless pizza. Oh, dear. The uh, other thing we're going to talk about is the cheese. And I generally uh, follow the traditional method of mozzarella cheese for pizza. But you can use whatever you want. You can buy it pre-grated or you can get the block and grate it yourself. I know a lot of people, for good reasons, are opposed to the pre-grated stuff because of the stuff they put in it so it doesn't uh, clump together or anything like that. 
There's our lid opening. Pop so loudly I hear it from all the way over here. Exactly. So we're going to put a good measure of sauce on here. Kind of try to keep it in the uh, center. And how much sauce you use, of course, is going to depend on your preference. But And also the size crust you have. The bigger the crust, the more sauce you perhaps want to use. Okay, this is definitely going to prove to be interesting. I'm trying to keep it in the center. The thing I don't like about this crust is the way it bakes out. It does not have a true center like you're used to seeing from a lot of uh, pizza crusts. So that does not endear me. Endear. That does not endear me to it. All right, we're going to turn this off. And I'm going to put the remaining sauce that I did not use in the fridge, and then I can use it another time. And uh, unlike, uh, you know, this is a sauce jar, not a cookie jar, so you don't have to worry about who stole the sauce from the sauce jar. All right, now let's get out the grated cheese, which I did have earlier. Ah, there it is. Okay. So, this again comes in a uh, Ziploc bag with the um, protective thing at the top that you have to peel back. And uh, how much cheese to use again is going to depend on your preference. And the crust, of course. Is also going to be a factor. We're going to try to place the cheese in the center, but it, of course, is going to spread out as it melts. And you know what really helps your toppings to stay on really well? What? Put some of your cheese on now, then put your toppings on, and then put the rest of your cheese on. Yep. And uh, we are going to actually do just that. In fact, right. when I'm doing several different toppings, I will actually put a little bit of, of my cheese. Um, obviously, I've got dairy cheese. Um, but anyway, a little bit of the cheese, and then one of the toppings, and then a bit more cheese, and another of the toppings, and so on until I finish with a layer of cheese. Yep, and I've done that too, and that's probably what we're going to do today. All right. So next up is the uh, pizza favorite of them all, the pepperoni. And let's find the pepperoni. I had you. And uh, nope, that's not the pepperoni. Oh dear. Are we going to have pepperoni-less pizza? We just might. I do have uh, garlic. I think we may add that to the pizza. But I have uh, chocolate chips. Anybody want chocolate chips on their pizza? I don't think that's going to... No. Maybe if you were doing a dessert pizza, but I don't think it would work very well for this one. I don't think so either. However, um, if any of you on the window side plays Kitchen's Ink game, they, uh, it's, uh, you're, you, there's a pizza delivery game and um, 
you are the pizza delivery person and they do have and this is true a chocolate chip pizza they, the chocolate chips is one of the toppings on the pizzas so you can be delivering a barbecue pork chocolate chip sauerkraut pizza Ew. i mean well i don't mean to yuck on someone's yum but no okay Ew. i'm sorry i have to Ew. <laughs> yep I, I agree with you there but you know what at least you're delivering it you're not actually eating it so that's the good news <laughs> And if you want to know why I'm laughing, every time you say pizza, one of my dogs is getting excited. All right, so the dog loves pizza as well. I did not know that was dog food, but... Uh, it's officially not, but they um, they sometimes get a pizza crust to eat or something. All right. And has their hand raised. And, all right. Or Diane, I think you said, sorry. I think she said Diane. Diane, oh. go ahead. Yeah, well, um, what I was going to say was <clears throat> one year I used to go to Handy Ham Radio Camp up in Bemidji, Minnesota. And one year I flew into St. Paul, I mean, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, instead of Bemidji. And we all went out to this pizza place. And I don't know if it's the same place you're talking about, but one of the toppings you could get on your pizza was peanut butter. Oh, boy, I... Don't recall ever seeing that at that uh, at Pizza Luce. I mean, I. Uh, oh boy, peanut butter on your pizza. Um, it was it was interesting, and of course, it had other vegetables on it too. So, and and no tomato sauce, of course. Right. Well, I did have a couple years ago at this restaurant a Thai pizza, and it actually instead of pe uh, tomato sauce, it used peanut sauce. Actually, and that sounds good. It wasn't half bad, actually. And so, yeah, it used the peanut sauce and um, it had chicken, onion, peppers, that type of thing. They had to spoil it with the chicken, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> you can tell them to take the chicken off. I'd rather they didn't put it on there in the first place. Well, I, I'm sure they make it by hand, so I'm sure in your case, you could say, uh, make sure when you make mine, don't put the chicken on and then take it off. Hmm. Um, you can talk to them about that. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. It's in Spokane, Washington. It might be easier to just make my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was an interesting experience. I'll say that much, though. All right. Now, uh, what is our time? Um, it's 43 past the hour. Perfect. All right, folks, we're going to have Tori's tips. And then if you have anything you'd like to contribute, if you have any um, questions, if you want to share your favorite pizza experience or anything unique, then um, we would love to hear from you as I'm putting the hamburger vegetable mixture now on the pizza. This is going to make for a massive mound, so this will be interesting. And then we'll talk a little bit about how to cut the pizza afterwards. But um, anyway, if uh, Tori, any tips? Okay. Well, the main thing really is 
if you're getting any of this stuff pre-made, such as the base or the sauce, do check those ingredient labels, which you can do via any app or website where you, buy, you can buy the stuff. Um, because there are stuff put in them that may not be um, suitable for you if you have certain allergies. And in some cases, I'm not even sure why they're in there because I really do not know why they put milk and eggs in pizza bases when you don't actually need them to make the dough. But whatever. Anyway, so do check your labels. The other thing is that um, if you are somebody who can't have dairy and do not like cheese, you can just put some veggies on your pizza and it'll still be pretty good. Um, and also, uh, you can just use a gluten-free flour if you're making your own pizza dough. You can also buy some that use gluten-free flour if your allergy is gluten-specific. And as for actual toppings, the limit is your imagination. If you think it's going to sound nice together, then go for it. Yep. But don't expect me to try it if you put chocolate chips on it. Um, me either. I love chocolate. I love pizza. Don't want melted chocolate on my pizza. No. Maybe a nice pizza and then some um, mint chocolate chip Set ice cream timer for 12 minutes. That sounds really good. What? Set timer for 12 minutes. I'm going to put the garlic on my... I forgot about the garlic, but that's okay. This thing is piled high as it is. So, uh, yes, definitely. You have a lot of options with your pizza. Mint chocolate chip ice cream with the pizza sounds like a really good idea. All right, do we have any raised hands? Harry has a hand raised. All right. Carrie, you should be able to talk now. Huh. Hi, Herbie. This is Carrie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? So I have a suggestion on your um, on your crust. What I typically use is a cast iron skillet. And one, it keeps you in the round pizza shape. And two, it really keeps your crust crisp on the bottom and on the sides. Three, it really holds your toppings all together. And it really helps with your pouring in the middle and separating out. So if anybody's using a cast iron skillet, that's an excellent way to do it. Plus, you can fire up that cast iron skillet up to 500 degrees and get that good pizza crust. And if you do that, don't forget to add your cornmeal at the bottom. It just a slight sprinkle of it so it doesn't, um, you know, stick. And it also adds that texture like you get when you get a pizza delivery pizza. Excellent. I am so going to try that next time. Um, those are some awesome tips. Cast iron skillet, cornmeal. I do remember the cornmeal from the homemade crust that I used to make. So they're very good. All right. Thanks for sharing that, Carrie. Excellent. All right. And uh, who do we have next? You currently have no more raised hands. All right. So a couple of things. Uh, we're going to cut the pizza after it's uh, done. And I do this with an actual pizza cutter. If you've not seen one of these, it is 
a wheel with a handle basically it's not really sharp but i mean you wouldn't want to accidentally cut yourself with it maybe but uh, it's not i've dealt with much sharper knives it's a thin wheel blade and you can just i let the pizza cool for a few minutes so i can actually deal with it and then i would just uh, cut it i usually like to cut it in half and then uh, cut it in quarters so unfortunately if you uh, um, remember your fractions in math you may remember the uh slices of like quarters and eighths and all that and so just kind of try to picture that and you can you'll find this pretty easy just after you cut you know you cut it in half down the middle and then cut each half and then you can cut each half you know again so until the pieces, pieces are as small as you want them exactly or you can try to do a square cut if you prefer that or uh, whatever you want and obviously the dog's getting excited with the uh, pizza there is they're thinking ooh pizza crust cutting some stuff is going to fly out mine and so that is my tips for pizza cutting and you can also do that same technique if you're just doing a frozen pizza, by the way, because those obviously come out as one flat circle and they're going to be a lot easier to cut because they're perfectly made. But uh, take that same technique, kind of let it cool down so you can feel what you're doing and then, you know, just hold it down while you cut it in half. And... and and if you just, don't have a pizza cutter, you can do it with a knife, but it is easier with a pizza cutter if you've got one. Yes. So those are my tips for cutting the pizza. And then a real good way to eat the pizza, if you can have like a garlic sauce dip, those are really good. I should actually make one, but uh, that's okay. Or, um, you know, um, stuff like that. Or you that. can just eat it as it is. Yep, or you can eat it as it is. So with that, first of all, do we have any more raised hands? Um, currently, no, and it's 10 to. Perfect. Well, guys, next hour, it's going to be the Neighborhood Coffee Clash. So I hope you will join me for that. It was very fascinating. Last week, I had Sandra as my host this hour, and then... Uh, she was in the same room with me the following hour, so then she could tell me exactly what she thought. Oh, actually, I wasn't quite worth that. Um, but <laughs> I, I will mention though, Tori, she liked our comedy routine last week, so uh, I guess we're a regular Abbott and Costello, if you know who those people are. Um, can't think of any British comedy duos at the moment, but... Uh, um, I get the point. You get the point, so... That's happening. Also, join me this evening for Apple Bites. Yes, we go from pizza to the apple. and uh, We need some healthy apples after all this pizza, right? Exactly. And I'm going to be discussing the various typing methods on the iPhone that are available. I'm going to not just not only describe them, but talk about what they are. So you'll learn about what do we mean by standard typing, direct touch typing, handwriting braille screen input dictation and yes i asked the question if you dictate into your phone does this make you a dictator no so, comment no comment okay i do not dictate into my phone by the way guys so i'm not a dictator um but 
Oh boy. Um, so that's what's happening tonight for me. Also, some of the great calls have been canceled today. Independent living, games to play with Lady A. I'm so sad about that one. And not just because I was going to be streaming it either. Um, but there are still some great calls happening. That people there are. And also webinar practice, a very important one to go to. Even if you're struggling with webinar as a participant, this can be helpful to you. But you're also going to help out the myriad of convention hosts that we're going to have this year because they're going to get uh, the practice and unmuting you all and bringing you up quickly and taking you back down because convention hosting is definitely an interesting experience. And so that is going to be at 3 ACB time, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. So we got that. 8 p.m. UK time, if we're just naming everyone's time zones. Yep. And um, also, we've got, I think it's what, the resolutions committee meeting this evening? Yes. Yep. And uh, so if you've not done so, make sure you send an email to community at acb.org. It is a human at the other end, so just tell them you want to be added to the community call list. And they'll be more than happy to do so, and they'll even probably send you out the schedule for that day as well. So you can start participating, because not all calls are streamed. And even the ones that are, well, if you want to be able to come in and participate live and give us contributions, you can do so. And yesterday on the morning crew call, we had a discussion about fries versus onion rings. And so next week, we are going to do burgers and fries right here on this call. With and onion rings. With onion rings. And um, I think we'll do a kind of maybe like a barbecue burger just to make things flavorful. If that sounds good to everybody. So be sure to join us for that. And uh, Perfect for right after Memorial Day, after you've just had your hot dogs and hamburgers, if you celebrate Memorial Day, and um, for uh, Tori and Sandra, uh, just another day. True, but I mean, there's never a bad time to have burgers and fries and onion rings. This no, there is not. Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, it's all good. And uh, in fact, burgers are so good that IHOP for a while decided to call themselves IHOP, the International House of Burgers. And uh, they switched back to pancakes, but uh, that's how good burgers are. Um, so there you go. That's just a sneak preview of some of the many, and I do mean many, events we have going on in ACB. In fact, we even have two iPhone calls almost back to back because uh, Belinda is going to be talking about your favorite apps for the iPhone the hour before my call. So I, 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 I promise you, I just brushed the surface of even today's calls. I'm not trying to leave anybody out. It's just there's so much I cannot remember it all. We also have some other great cooking calls. On we do. We do. In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie, that's going to be this Sunday. I don't know if they're going to be doing the recipe they meant to do last week as their call got canceled. But um, if Carrie, if you're in the audience and you want to um, elaborate. From, from the email that Courtney sent out, I think they're probably just going to send that recipe out and do something else, but I'm not too sure. All right. Also, we have an ACB Cooks phone number that you can dial, and that's listed on the email. Now I'm, oh, I had it memorized earlier, and I'm forgetting it. But uh, I'm just going to make five it. Five minutes. 
We got five minutes. I'm going to go look at that number real quick just so I give it to you accurately. Do we have any final questions? At the moment, no. Very good. Well, I hope you all found this call uh, entertaining. I certainly found it delicious, and I think we need to have a pizza crust uh, cooking um, exchange where instead of me just making the pizza, we're talking about the various ways to make pizza. I mean, I certainly... like Kayla. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we have to invite Kayla. We have to invite Carrie. Okay, and folks. Courtney. So, and Courtney uh, and Janine. And uh, I have not left out Wake, Make, and Bake with Janine, by the way. It's just that uh, I don't know when she'll have the next call. It's Electric is tomorrow night, by the way, with Jean. That's at 7 Eastern. And the following Wednesday is Sheila's Recipe Swap. So there is no shortage of, at that same time. So there's no shortage of cooking calls. If you do not have access to a computer and you want to hear the cook's list for the next upcoming call by phone, you can dial 662-443-2662. That is a call within the U.S. And you'll get an automated system with Courtney reading out the cook's list. And once again, that is 662-443-2662. And if I'm you sorry, dial from outside of the U.S., put 001 in front of Yep, and that's 2664, by the way, not 2662. And if you're outside of the U.S., put a 001 in front of it, and you also may want to get some uh, Skype credit, if Skype still sells that, so you're not actually uh, incurring any international charges. And my timer is going off. All right, so good stuff happening, guys. Uh, Tori, do you have any last-minute comments? Um, I'm hungry now. Very good. Well, I'm going to take my pizza out of the oven real quick, guys, and then we are going to end this thing. And just a reminder, we're going to have the cooking call and blind sense birth calls as webinar format until convention is over. This is to give our hosts and participants more convention practice in an unconventional way. There you go. I like how that sounds. Okay, and so I've just put the pizza on the stove. It looks good from what I can tell, but I'm definitely going to need it to cool down before I can cut it. So I will give you my report next week on how the pizza turned out, or on the YouTube channel, I'll give a brief uh, overview afterwards. Which, by the way, you can find these cooking corners now on YouTube. I have uploaded several. And just look for the Herbie's Cooking Corner playlist or click on the link in the email for today's schedule that says find Herbie's Cooking Corner on YouTube. Thank you, Sandra, for hosting. Thank you, Deb, for streaming. Thank you, Twinkling Tori, for co-facilitating. And thank you, everybody else, for participating, whether you're just listening or giving some scrumptious tips. We are very happy to have you along. And with that, Sandra, you may end the room.